Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Sunday I spoke to you about the principle of resistance, that we are to resist anything that the enemy throws at us from which we have been redeemed from. We're not to just receive and accept uh, the things that the enemy throws at us, especially those things that we have been set free from or delivered by the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear that in Galatians chapter 3, I believe, and verse 13, the word declares that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And the curse is threefold. It is spiritual death. It is also poverty and lack, as well as sickness and disease. So when the enemy comes against us throwing any of those things, including fear and doubt and unbelief, we are not simply just to bow down and receive it and take it. We are to rise up in the power of the Spirit, and as Peter says, we are to resist him steadfast in our faith. Remember what he said? Your adversary, he says, the devil as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in your faith. So we are to resist the enemy, and James says when we do so, he will flee from us. It's important, though, to understand that we cannot take one principle of the kingdom isolated by itself without joining it with another principle which goes along with it. All of these principles of the kingdom of God work together, and we cannot just take one and isolate it from the rest of them. So today I want to minister to you about the principle of submission. So if you're taking notes, right at the top of your notes, the principle of submission. And our foundational scripture is taken from James chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, and I'm reading from the New King James translation, New King James Version. James says in verse 6 and 7, But he, that is God, gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So the principle of resistance goes along with the principle of submission. That before we resist the devil successfully, we need to be fully submitted to God, that is God's authority, direct authority, as well as delegated authority. Now, the word submit, let me give you a definition of the word submit or submission. The word submit means to yield oneself to the authority or will of another. 
to yield oneself to the authority or the will of another. It is to defer to or consent to abide by the opinion or authority of another. According to uh, the dictionary, the word submit, it comes from the Latin word submitere. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but that's, uh, that's according to, um, to this uh, uh, um, interpretation to, to the dictionary, which means it comes from two words, sub and mission. It means to place oneself under the control or authority of another, to yield oneself to another's mission. It's interesting. We need to ask ourselves from time to time, whose mission are we submitted to? Are we submitted to the mission of the kingdom of God or are we submitted to our own mission? The New Testament has a number of scriptures or verses that speak about submission to God, submission to his direct authority, submission to his word, submission to his delegated authority. And we're going to look at a number of verses of scripture in the New Testament. And I encourage you to do your own study. Go through the New Testament and look up the word submit or submission and see how many times the New Testament emphasizes this very word. So let me begin with uh, Romans, or rather Ephesians chapter 5, and verse 20 through to 22, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, he writes to them in verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Here the apostle instructs the believers to submit to one another, to yield to one another in the fear of the Lord. And also, writing to the wives, he says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, reading from the New Living Translation, the Apostle Paul once again emphasizes the word submit to governing authorities. He says everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Here, Paul instructs the believers in the New Testament to submit to governing authorities. For he says, there is no authority except the authority that comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. In other words, God delegated his authority to men and women, to human beings. And we are to submit to those authorities because submitting to them or coming under 
and yielding to them and to their authority which they carry from God, it is the same thing as submitting to God himself or to his word. And he says, everyone, that includes you and me, we ought to submit to those governing authorities because they have been placed there by God. Then again, we go to Titus chapter 3, verse 1 from the New Living Translation. He writes to Titus and he says, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. It's important to receive a revelation of this of this very word that, that Paul writes to the church. Because if we rebel against these authorities, it's like rebelling against God himself. Very important. Not only are to submit to them, but we are also to respect the authority they carry. They might not be the kind of people that we would like them to be, but nevertheless... We are to submit to their authority because that authority was given to them by God himself. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. I'm going through all of these verses just to emphasize how important this act of submission is to kingdom citizens. Remember, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. We're not of the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of darkness, there is rebellion, there is confusion, there is anarchy. But in the kingdom of God, its citizens are submissive, respectful, they are under divine authority, and that's the way we should behave. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, in the New King James Version, Peter says, Therefore, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. It's vitally important that before we resist the enemy successfully, we need to make sure that we are submitted to God's divine, direct, or delegated authority. The devil recognizes rebellion, and rebellious people cannot successfully resist the devil. We can't. He will laugh at us. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18, again we read, servants, talking to those who have masters or employers, be submissive to your masters or to your employers with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. There it is again, that word submission and being submissive, yielding to another's authority, as I have explained it a little earlier. Here is one more, and this is the last one. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, from the New King James Version. Talking to younger people, he says, Likewise, you younger people, 
submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. There it is once again. Now, here is a question. Why is submission such an important act in the culture of the kingdom of God? Remember, this is one of the foundational principles in the kingdom of God. Why is submission such an important act in the culture of the kingdom of God? And the New Testament emphasizes over and over and over again the word submit and be submissive. Well, let me give you some of the benefits of submission. Here's the first one. First of all, submission, according to the Word of God, promotes unity amongst us. Submission will promote unity in the body of Christ. Submission will promote unity in the family, in the home, in the church. When we yield to one another, when we refuse to argue and to insist on having our own way, or our own opinions uh, seem to be, you know, some of us, we have such a high opinion of ourselves that we would not submit that opinion to anyone else. We hear people sometimes say, even believers say, I submit to no one but to God himself. That's ignorance. Because if we cannot submit to someone whom we see, how can we submit to God whom we do not see? That's what John says. How can you say you love God whom you have not seen when you cannot love your brother whom you, you see? So it's vitally important that we understand that when we are being submissive, we promote the unity of the Spirit. We maintain, rather, the unity of the Spirit. Another benefit is we also promote divine order. There is order in submission and, of course, a structure which facilitates the work of the Holy Spirit. Where there is submission, there is humility. Where there is submission, there is unity. Where there is submission, there is divine order. And we create an atmosphere or a structure in which the Holy Spirit is free to release His ability and to work on our behalf. Another benefit that we receive from being submissive is that according to the Apostle Peter, the last verse that we just read, submission clothes one with humility. It clothes us with humility, which in the sight of God is of great price. And it releases much grace on the one who submits. The Word of God both Peter and James says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to whom? To the humble. A humble person is a submissive person. A humble person is one who is clothed with humility, and its humility is of great price in the sight of God. Here is another benefit. According to the word, Submission 
will promote spiritual growth and development. We will grow spiritually. We will develop in our understanding when we learn to live with the principle of submission, whether it is in the home, whether it is in the church, whether it is in the workplace, anywhere and everywhere we are. The secret is to constantly be submissive, submissive to the Spirit, submitted to the Word of God, submitted to God's delegated authorities, honoring them, submitting to them, and flowing with what God wants to do. So submission will promote and enhance our spiritual growth and development. As well as increase, we will increase in wisdom and favor with God and men. And let me give you here a scriptural example of the Lord Jesus. He was only 12. Remember the incident in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 49 to 52, when uh, his parents lost him. They were looking for him in the crowd. They couldn't find him. And finally, they found him in the temple and they said to him, Why would. And Jesus answered and said, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. Jesus' entire life was lived in absolute and perfect submission to his heavenly Father, as well as to the delegated authorities, for example, his natural parents. The word says he was submissive to them, even though he knew more than they did, <laughs> even though he knew what the call of God upon his life was, and even though he was misunderstood by his authority, by his parental authority, they didn't fully understand it. He was the most misunderstood person on the face of the earth. And yet, the word says, he was submissive to them. And we read finally in verse 52, listen to what the word says. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Simply because he was submissive. He increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and with men. That is why I say that submissive people will grow spiritually. People who have embraced the principle of submission and live by it will develop spiritually, mentally, and they will increase in wisdom and in favor with God and man. The opposite will prevent our spiritual growth and development, will cause us to go around and round and round in circles, just like the children of Israel in the desert for many years, without ever achieving or ever entering the promised land or experiencing the fullness of, of the blessing or the promises of God. Here is another one. Submission to authority, I believe, places us under an open heaven 
and aligns us with God's purpose and plan for our life. Here we see the Lord Jesus Christ not only submitted to his earthly parents as he was growing in the house, he was also submissive to spiritual authority. He recognized John as God's messenger and representative. John was called by God and he was, uh, um, uh, he was given the ministry of repentance and baptism. And Jesus came to John. And we read in Matthew 3, verse 16, where Jesus was baptized, the word says. And immediately, as, as Jesus submitted to John's baptism and to the spiritual authority that John carried, the word says, immediately he went up from the water, from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom, with whom I am well pleased. Here we see that heavens opened, the Spirit of the Lord descends upon him, and a voice was heard from heaven. One of the reasons I believe that even believers and Christians do not hear the voice of God is because in some area of their lives they are not submissive, they are resisting God's dealings, God's authority, either direct or delegated authority. I recall many years ago when God placed me under the authority of my father-in-law. I often refer to it. And, and, and my father-in-law exercised that authority over me. And he was not mild and gentle, and in the beginning, I rebelled. I didn't want to have anything to do with him or what, what, what he suggested, what he said. It just, I completely rebelled. For one reason or another, I just didn't want to. I was, I was a Christian. And not only baptized, filled with the Spirit as well. And things didn't go well with me. We used to argue. We used to fight. Until one day, the Lord ministered to me through the Word. And according to Isaiah 50, the word says, The Lord God opened my ear and I was not rebellious. God helped me to see that I was not rebelling against my father-in-law. I was rebelling against his delegated authority. There were certain things in my life that God wanted to correct. And he was ministering to me, correcting me through my father-in-law. But because I didn't recognize it, I didn't see it, I rebelled. And the more I rebelled, the worse it became. The atmosphere was polluted with strife and division and arguments. It wasn't pleasant. Thank God for his mercy when the Lord opened my ear and my eyes to hear and see. And I submitted joyfully, respecting him recognizing that this is the hand of my heavenly Father dealing with me. This is God's discipline in my life. Heaven opened over my life. The blessings began to fall, one after the other. Everything changed. My financial situation changed. My spiritual situation changed when I have learned to submit to God's delegated authority. 
I, it is a wonderful thing to experience that. And believe me, I've learned. I've learned to submit at home. At, you know, we're not always right. It's foolish to think that your opinion is always right. And you need, sometimes we may come to a place that we say, what's important, to be right or to have unity and harmony in the home? Yield to one another, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord and allowing the Spirit of God to do what he wants to do. I'll give you another testimony. Years ago also, we were building the building and uh, by the, I had a principle, and I mentioned to the church, this is our principle. We're going to put up this building, and we're not going to borrow from any institution. If God wants a building, he will pay for it. We're going to trust God, we're going to believe God, that he will provide the finances to put up this entire building. Well, praise God, God did that. He brought one man, and he gave over... I don't remember, perhaps 90% of the cost of the building. But there was still 10%. It was the parking area surrounding the building. And I recall somehow those finances for the parking area seemed to be delayed. The first year went by, the second year went by. And so the treasurer at that time said to me, Pastor, you know, we can't just sit and wait you know, we, we, we can go to the bank, we can borrow money and put up this whole thing because it's winter time, it's raining, and it becomes muddy, and the, and the carpets get dirty and all of that. And when he said that, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, do not resist it, yield. Yield. I did. I didn't stop him. I didn't say anything. I said, fine, if, what you, if that is what you feel uh, you need to do, go ahead. He went to the bank, he saw the bank manager, they came, they evaluated the building and all of that, and they were in the process of granting us a loan of 120,000 rand, that was 20 years ago, was a lot of money, to put up and, and, and uh, tar the parking area. At that point in time, he was going on holiday to Portugal, so he left. In the meantime, the papers were, were in, proceedings were done, and while he was sun tanning on the beach in Portugal, the Spirit of God got hold of him and rebuked him and convicted him, so much so that he called me on the telephone and he said, Pastor, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I violated your principle. I went to the bank to borrow money and I knew your principle was not to borrow. But I seem to have just forgotten that and I disobeyed you and I went to the bank. I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. I'm going to put a stop to the proceedings. We're going to trust God and God will come through for us. Well, I said, you're forgiven. That's fine. Praise God. I'm glad the Lord arrested you. You see, I yielded. I submitted I did not resist. I did not argue with him because I heard the Spirit of God clearly say to me, submit, yield, don't resist him, don't argue with him. Well, he stepped in and he fought my fight. Well, a number, a couple of months down the road, I went to the United States on a ministry mission. I, uh, I connected with a Greek businessman and one thing led to another. 
and finally he handed me a check for forty thousand dollars all we needed was 20 actually for the building for the tower to be completed well the money was in he flew all the way from the united states he brought the check he handed it to the treasurer and we completed i'm sharing this with you that you know there are times when god wants you to yield not to resist not to argue just simply yield and trust god to fight your own battles he will amen are you still with me praise god submission is a wonderful thing and yet this very word is not very popular even among christian circles submit to another man place my life in the hands of someone else he's going to control me he's going to do this he's going to do that he's going to take advantage he's going to abuse all of those fears that come sure there has been an abuse of these things but if you are a child of god god knows where he placed you god knows exactly where you are god knows exactly what you need and if you learn the principle of submission and abide by it you will find god fighting for you all the way that's the way of the kingdom my brother my sister that is the way that that god wants us to to uh to walk in this life and so when you are fully submitted to god to his direct authority that is to his word to his principles to his delegated authority then you can successfully resist the devil and he will flee from you i'm reminded at this time of the centurion who came to jesus because his servant was sick and he said lord my servant lies at the point of death please and jesus said i will come and heal him but the centurion said lord no need to come to the house all you need to do is say the word and my servant will be healed and then he went to say something else he said for i am a man under authority i am submitted to my authority therefore he said i say to the one go and he goes i say to the other come and he comes why he has authority because he was under authority when we are under the authority of god we can exercise successfully our authority against the devil and his cohorts but if we are rebelling in one area or another not being submitted resisting the authority that god placed us under whether it's a spiritual authority whether it's civil authority whether it's authority in the home then you can resist the enemy all you like but he will not flee because you yourself are functioning by the principle of rebellion and rebellion cannot cast out rebellion and jesus said to to the centurion or to those that surrounded him he said truly he said i have not found such great faith in all of israel what was he referring to he was referring to the man to the centurion who recognized the authority that was in jesus and he said all you need to do is just say the word i will take that word and my servant will be healed he recognized the authority of the spoken word this is the highest form of faith 
where we put our trust in the living Word of God without any other evidence to prove so, without seeing, without feeling. We just trust the spoken Word of God that He promised. That is the highest form of faith. We recognize the authority that lies in God's precious Word. And he said, Jesus said, that is the greatest faith. But the man was under authority. Therefore, he exercised authority. And when you and I walk in submission to the authorities that God placed around us, above us, around us, then we can successfully exercise that authority against all of our enemies. And they will flee from us. So, evaluate your life. Take these scriptures that I've given you. Find some other scriptures. Go through the concordance. Look up the word submit and submission. Study these verses. Meditate on them. Do your own homework and see the blessing that flows from the principle of submission. I trust you will do that. Amen. Pray. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to see is there an area, Lord, in my life where I'm resisting your authority, where I'm not being submissive? Is there, is there an area in my life where, where I insist on having my own way, where I insist on having my own opinion that, uh, that I would not yield, I would argue about it? You see, that's, that is not the way of the kingdom. Remember, submission promotes unity, it promotes order, and it creates an atmosphere for the work of the Spirit. I trust that you've learned something today concerning the principle of submission and that you will make it part of your life. As a citizen of the kingdom, we should. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.